0: everyone. Thursday night, nine o'clock. It's time for the Handicap Rugby Chat That Matters. Things look a little bit different in my background. Well, I can tell you I'm coming to you from the gambling capital of South Africa. I'm up here at Sun City. Had a successful week on the roulette tables, teaching my 18-year-old daughter how to play. She's caught on pretty well, and uh, let's hope she does better than me in the long run. But great to be with you. Also, just to point out, before I forget on the show, Henrik Swatt will be impressed. Got a beer in the hand. There's no coffee. There's no water this time. And there we go. My first guest I'm going to introduce has got exactly the same brand, so I'm going to take it as a positive sign. And Jordan, good to have you on the show. I see you're calling yourself at father of a punt
1: Yeah, it's just, just good to have my son, Andrew, back uh, with <laughs> me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just thought it, uh, it 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 suited the the evening. Although, obviously, we know our real father is uh, Sean Nicholas and our real grandfather is you.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about who the grandfather is. I can tell you, I felt like a grandfather last night. I went with my daughter to a place called the Shabin here at Sun City. And yeah, you know, when I walked in, a few heads looked at me as if to say, what's this old bullet <laughs> doing in here? But anyway, we had some we had some good fun. Welcome to the boys on the live chat. The Crow Tips is there. And Henrik Swat as well. Henrik kindly offered to host the show if my connection goes down here at Sun City. Thanks a lot, Henrik. We'll take you up on that. Well, let's go down to the bottom to at Son of a Punt. Andrew, good to have you back on the show. It has been a while. And it looks like an Arsenal jersey you're wearing.
2: How's it, branch? It's good to be back. And this is indeed an Arsenal shirt. Trying to show my support to Hope. That we can get somewhere close to a Europa League final and finally be back in the Champions League. But, yeah, it's good to be back. And then I've disguised my castle light in this glass here so I don't get any stick from Henrik later. But, yeah, looking forward to the show.
0: Excellent. Well, Mike was just saying before he when he came on the show, he looked like the odd man out without a beer there. Mike, welcome back. We had some problems with your camera initially, but you, you you're looking good now. Welcome back to the show.
3: Yeah, we're in the game. I don't know how good I'm looking at the moment, coming off a long weekend, but uh, <laughs> but you're looking forward to the show. Lots to discuss.
0: Geez, you know when a guy's still recovering from the long weekend and it's a Thursday night already, we're actually heading into the next weekend. It must have it must have been a big one. But guys, looking forward to it. I haven't got all the prices up in that this time. so And I also don't have a second monitor, so I'll probably, you'll, excuse me, I'll be bouncing around a bit. But look forward to going through all the games. And, and let, let's begin with Super Rugby Aotearoa, which of course gets going tomorrow morning. And uh, I'll just have a, have a look. I'm going to pop on to World Sports Betting because I want to mention their new sponsorship at some stage during the show. We've got the Hurricanes up against the Highlanders. And Jordan, I'll start with you Yeah, We've got the Hurricanes minus three and a half at this point.
1: Yeah, Brent. So, again, both these uh, Super Rugby Aturo games are actually dead rubbers. So um, this Canes Highlanders game is a basement battle and the next game is also a dead rubber as the Chiefs Crusaders are already confirmed in the final um so obviously with dead rubbers it's it's always tough to you know get a bet right but um in this one i do have quite a, a strong inkling I, I i like the the canes to cover the minus 3 i think they yeah, i think they're disappointed with how the season's gone obviously coming last but i mean it's they, they have such a scary backline uh, guys like ray ac Jordy Barrett, who's single-handedly uh, even got them any points. Um, so I think they'll really want to make up for the the poor season. They've also, in this fixture head-to-head, um, they've won five out of the last five home games uh, in Wellington and seven out of the last ten, you know, head-to-heads in total. So, yeah, I'm pretty confident on uh, the Canes to do the job against the Landers. Also, no Joshuaani for the Highlanders. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I like, I like Hurricanes on the minus there.
0: Well, I can tell you when I did for the, the good for the game preview, I also went for the Hurricanes. I managed to grab a little bit of a minus two and a half there. And I only out for the Highlanders. And the man who replaces him is one of my favourite players of all time, Milne Scudder. Nehe Milne Scudder. But I think the problem with, with him, unfortunately, he had a terrible injury a few years back, and he's just never been the same player. So I have to agree with you. I think it's a big loss for the, for the Highlanders in this particular game. Let's see what Andy thinks of this one. Are you guys aligned, Andy?
2: Yeah, 100%. I'm echoing the thoughts of Jordan here. I know one of the, the punters' thoughts on sports got the the Hurricanes on the board at 1.7, which was great value. But I'd happily dive into minus 2 or minus 3.5 at even money. I think, yeah, as Jordan said, that back line is scary. You've got Umanga Jensen coming off the, off the bench, which is also a pretty scary prospect in itself. He's definitely going to bust some lines there and hopefully extend it past that 3.5 point difference. And yeah, just for those points, punters, I know there is a bit of rain before the game, and it's Ben O'Keefe on the whistle who is an overs referee, and the points line is about 54.5. I'm not getting too involved there, but just a the warning there could be some rain, but firmly on the Hurricanes minus two or three and a half.
0: Yeah, I think I'll also set out those points lines. Just to mention to Jules, Jules, if you missed the start, I'm not in my regular spot. I'm up here at Sun City in the, the northwest province of South Africa at the moment, uh, enjoying a bit of vacation time. So that explains the. The darkness there. Uh, Mike, just bringing you in on this game, um, I think it was Brendan Vessels, a conductor, saying he's loving the Munster jersey. I couldn't see my eyes weren't that good. Is that a, a Munster top you've got on?
3: It is a Yeah, it's a Munster top, 100%. It's actually, my foot my played for them uh, a little while back, and um, my cupboard's full of... So I love donning a bit of, bit of Munster, and I'm an Irish fan at heart as well. Obviously, the Springboks also, goes without saying, but uh, big Irish fan. So on the on the hurricanes front i'm also firmly on the on the minus um i think with the with the canes i did have a look at that uh, weather report i see it is going to be a little bit wet potentially and i i know the hurricanes thrive off rugby like that because they like to force teams um into, into uh, making errors um i think that highlanders team is is well coached and well structured so I think I, I, could, I could be doubling up my bet there with the with minus uh, two, or uh, I think you mentioned minus two and a half. I thought I saw minus three and a half on sporting bet. And um, I could be going unders, um, just purely because I think it's going to be quite an attritional game. Um, both teams don't like to uh, throw too much of the ball around. Uh, they like to play without the ball. Um, and Like I said, that Highlanders team is well coached. They by no means have the firepower of the Hurricanes, but I think they'll um, they'll show a bit of cheek. So I think it is going to be attritional and uh, and this could be a a, sh- a good shot. Right.
0: And then we move on to the second uh, Super Rugby to Real game. It's also, of course, is a dead rubber. This one was lining up to be a cracking game because it was the Blues up against the Chiefs. And, you know, all the Blues needed to do, I think, was at least get a bonus point last week and they would have at least forced the, the Chiefs to turn up for this one. But there was a minus five the Blues early in the week and there was a lot of talk in the Good for the Game forum about the fact that the Chiefs would probably name a week inside They've done just that and the handicap at the moment is sitting at 15 and a half. And Mike, we'll start with you this time. Minus 15 and a half. The blues, is that too big for a side who has been known to let all of us down at times?
3: Yeah, they are as unpredictable as the South African government. I don't like to <laughs> I don't like to back the Blues, really. They they but the, the problem with the blues is that they've got the they've got the ability to be brilliant as well. Um, and I looked at that chief side. And although it's it's watered down and there's no DMAC, I still think they also, you know, they always seem to be quite a wild well coach side. Regardless, you know, they've always got one or two massive players that um, that uh, make their mark on the game. But I think, for me, I'm not nothing's jumping out at me at this game, so I'm not going to have a bet on it. Um, but if I had to have a shot, I'd probably go plus 15 and a half with the Chiefs. I don't think that Blues side's always chalked up to be.
0: Right, let's go to Jordan, see if he's in agreement with you or if he's uh, committing to something on this one. I'm guessing, Jordan, knowing you and, and, and Andy, well, you probably already grabbed minus five early in the week. But uh, if not, and or even if you have, what do you think of the current line?
1: Uh, I wish I did, Brent, but unfortunately I missed it. Um, yeah, it's, just, it's a bad one to miss because it's jumped out. So, yeah, good on everyone who, who did see that early value and jumped on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to be honest... Uh, looking at these teams, I mean, I agree with Mike. Like the Blues aren't fantastic, but I mean, I think they they've got enough there to to really to 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 do a job on the Chiefs, particularly in in that front row. Um, that front row is really strong. Um, I remember Conductor had a bet a couple of weeks ago: Blues to get a penalty try any time at SunBet at like fifty to one. And yeah, I think that even that was even the first try. So that's a bet that I if I can find, will actually uh, take, get my hands on because I think their scrum is going to be really powerful. And to be honest, this Chiefs side, it's got all my worst Chiefs players, like Peter Gus Sawakula. I really dislike him. Um, and I mean, I just I just can't see the, the Chiefs living with this Blues side. Um, and again, I think Blues know that, you know, they, they've they been disappointing themselves and I think they, they're going to bounce back. So I'm also not going to take... A cap here but i would definitely take the minus um if you know if, if if i had to and i will watch this game in play and if chiefs get a fast start i will jump on any blues smaller minus or something along those lines but i, I think when the points come out i'll look at a blues over tries or something
0: excellent the boys in the live chat coming in support of the blues although nathan does say but nervous to take anything more than a two tries on the on the blues there um Andy, let's get your th- thoughts on this one. Personally, what I'm looking at here is is possibly, I, I haven't seen them yet, but waiting for the points lines because I do like the Blues minus here. Yeah? But I would almost prefer to take them then over 32.5 or something, depending on what they come out at, rather than take the minus because I could also see them stepping off the gas and allowing the Chiefs in. Yeah,
2: Brent, I think that's the angle I'm going to go for as well. I'm super bleak to have missed that minus 5.5. Um, but when I saw the Chiefs team this morning, I um, I know a lot of the astute mighty 10 punters like Neil and Hunrick might have recognized some of those names, but there were a lot of names in that Chiefs team that you know, I really couldn't even ring a bell. I think there's six debutants in the team. So I would never, I wouldn't touch a Chiefs plus, but if I had to take the handicap, I'd go minus 15, but I'm not going to take it and I'm going to look for Blues over tries. If it comes out at three and a half, that half, that'll be incredible. Probably more likely be four and a half and I'll take over four and a half tries for the Blues.
0: Excellent. Well, I'm going to stay with you then as we move on to Super Rugby AU. We do, of course, only have the one game this weekend, and that is the uh, Brumbies up against the Force. The Force causing quite an upset last week. I must say I was on them to score over 19.5 points against the Reds, and I made a few joking comments on a couple of like WhatsApp groups and forums that, yeah, I think the Force could win the game. But I didn't really think the Force could, <laughs> could win the game. But really, I, I guess at the end of the day, the Reds weren't, weren't in that one. We now, they now got to go to Canberra and play against the Brumbies. The Brumbies are a side that have put the Force away twice this season already, home and away. And it's a big ask for them. This handicap appears to be shifting towards the Brumbies. It was minus 13.5, minus 14.5. I see now at World Sports betting, we've got minus 15.5. And, and Andy, let's get you in first for this one.
2: Sure, Brent. That was a heroic comeback last week by the Force at 21-5 down. I think they were at a stage against the Reds. Um, you must have been very chuffed to see that overs sell in. Um, but you're looking towards this week's game. It's tough to back the Force on the plus just due to the fact that they've been smashed twice by the Brumbies, as you said, home and away. And I think this week it's going to be no difference. I know the Force are missing Kurandrani, which is a blessing in disguise, I think. But I think if the brambies go twenty one five up they're not going to let the force off the hook, and they will continue to put pedal down and go on and win the game by fifteen or more so if I had to take a cap it would be minus fifteen for the brambies here, and over and above this when it comes out, I'll probably look for a minus try handicap for the Brumbies, but I think they're going to be too good for the force
0: excellent so let's go up to Jordan for his views if he's echoing uh, son of a pantther uh,
2: echo
1: echo son um for, for the majority of that. I just also think, you know, Brumby's maul uh, is is their weapon and they're going to go straight to that, um, especially in Canberra. I think they're, they're 19 of their last 21 matches they've won and their last games against the West, four games against the Western Force have been by 17 plus. So as Andy said, if they get to like a two score lead, the Force are going to be chasing the game. And I mean, as good as the likes of Kubeli and Miotti and those gents have been, you know, I think it's just going to be a, a bridge too far for uh, the Western force.
0: Excellent. Well, I see Sean Nicholas there coming in and saying Brumbies half time handicap a And I must admit, Sean, I don't have a great record with half time handicaps, but I was thinking exactly the same thing. I'm expecting a Foss Brumby start and could well see them, though, stepping off the gas as they start to, you know, pull some of their key players off in the second half once they got a comfortable lead. Let's see what Mike thinks of this one. Mike, are we, on, are we making it a full house on the Brumbies here?
3: Full house um I, I agree with um sorry did you say it was Sean, that comment um that um, yes, half time handicap is half time minus is golden with the brumbies they' notoriously fast starters they do somehow seem to run out a bit of steam as the game goes along but and, and I know West the western force um are a team with a lot of character but I just I see the half time full time cap um shooting and there shouldn't be any problems there that Brumbies pack is so so good in terms of Australian rugby, not relatively speaking, against the rest of the world. And I think um, I also might take a bit of uh, force-unders. I'm waiting for the line to come out. I didn't see it before I, I jumped on it. Might might have been released already. But I, I might take a bit of force-unders. They they just battle to score trials, especially when they're in the 22. Um, they really do have difficulty finishing. And um, I think they're going to start forcing the issue when the Brumbies get ahead.
0: Yeah, I must say, uh, thinking along very similar lines to you. Then I've always said I call them possession merchants. The Force, I've always just felt that a team that hold on to the ball, hold on to the ball, but struggle to score points. Although they did, uh, they did actually deliver points for me last week. So impressive from them. I also got a feeling, guys, that the Force, you know, last week for them was a massive game. They made it to the playoffs. I think they exceeded expectations for the season. So it was almost like if I think back to sort of England, New Zealand, when England beat New Zealand to make the final. And now the fours have almost played their final. Mm. So I'm very firmly in the Brumbies camp here. I like the minus 15 and a half. I probably prefer the halftime handicap. But you know me, my biggest bet here is going to be on Brumbies points. I'll be looking for something there. You in agreement with that, Jordan?
1: Yeah, uh, in agreement. Firm agreement. And uh, firm <laughs> agreement with conductor as well. Excellent. What's the conductor, conductor say there? It like a light as a beer. But uh, it goes down, it goes down easy.
0: Listen, Henrik's saying I haven't taken a sip yet. Here we go, Henrik. I won't chug it on air, though. Don't worry. <laughs> um, Nathan Maddison asking, how's my force tournament bet looking, Brent? Well, this is an interesting one because one week I said, hey, the force might be runners here at 16 to 1. And now they've made the playoffs, Nathan. I think they're 33 to 1. So, <laughs> fortunately, I didn't get too involved in it. But I'll give them absolutely no chance. I think that they're going to get absolutely hammered this weekend. Uh, Sean Nicholas, thanks, Sean, it under Prince Prince sips, and uh, Brendan Vessel's asking if Castle Light is a beer. Yes, Brendan, it most certainly is a beer. Gents, that's the end of the um, of the uh, Super Rugby AU. We can move on to a little bit of Rainbow Cup now. Now, this is a tough one uh, to call, and we'll start with the Stormers up against the Sharks tomorrow night. So Southpaw and the Good for the Game Forum coming in with Stormers, minus, I mean, Sharks, plus four and a half. I see that line has come in a bit, but there's Minus two and a half at World Sports Betting, Henrik. I know you are uh, finger on the trigger, waiting to back the Stormers. But let's start off with Mike on this one. Mike, Stormers Sharks, two and a half points, Rainbow Cup. Do we sit out the early matches and see what happens, or are you getting involved?
3: Um, I'm definitely going to get involved, but I'm going to get involved within running. Um, I might take a small strike um, before the game starts. Uh, it, it's funny, uh, you know, I like Western Province at home. Um, You know, if you go back historically, they're always strong. Even when they're not in form, they perform well against uh, strong sides at home. Um, But I do think um, I'm kind of leaning towards the Sharks based on the the lineup I saw them name. Um, Very strong pack. I'm a little bit worried about um, uh, Fez and Bata at Hooker. Um, I'm not not too sure um, how he's going to go there, particularly in the scrums. And when he gets a bit tired, the lineouts do falter. Um, but I think for the rest of the team when, that I looked at, they, they looked really strong. Um, and Western Province just aren't in the great space at the moment. Um, if you look at them across the board, um, you know, from a great So I'm probably going to go in running here, but I might take a small strike on the Sharks 1-12 uh, to 12 or, or on the plus.
0: Right. Uh, interesting. We could, we could have some divided opinion on this one. Nathan, yes. I don't know if uh, if I mentioned Sorry, Friday night. I had it in my mind, but it is Saturday that they are playing, and I think they're playing at 2 o'clock on Saturday. Both games are taking place on Saturday. Let's go up to Jordan, though, and get his opinion on this game. Minus 2.5, Jordan. I must tell you, that's where I'm leaning at this point. I know Henrik makes a point. He likes the money for the Sharks, so sometimes you do feel like that as a punter. You almost want the money to come for the team you're opposing so you can get a better price. Uh, will you be following Henrik on this one, or are you also thinking the Sharks could do the business?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm also in the Sharks camp, um, so opposing Henrik here. Um, but, again, it's hard. I really don't know what type of team province are going to put out. So, I mean, if I, I think I saw something about Peter Steff um, potentially being fit and, you know, kids off, But, again, my worry is more 10 uh, for, for Western province. Um Whereas uh, the uh, the sharks have Kerwin and yeah, I think Kerwin, you know, he he's worth a good few points in this Curry Cup kind of level. Um, and yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I think the Stormers pack would will dominate at scrum time um, and potentially at lineout time as well. But the Sharks can hold their own um, in the lineouts. Uh, I know Fez and Umbata has gotten over for a couple of meat pies for me in the past those karen from theron but again that's also bongi and Banami's uh um starters main and dessert so look i think it's going to be a, a boring game and I, to be honest i'll probably just take the unders so yeah i'm going to say sharks for now but i'll just just give me an unders tries line and
0: i'll probably take that yeah i know no, neil at thoughts on sports he's he's very much <laughs> unders player Newlands as well, and I know Henrik is, sorry, not Newlands, I suppose, will be playing at the Cape Town Stadium, but in the Cape. And Andy, what are your thoughts on this one?
2: Brent, I was actually about to comment on that, because I know Panthers love their unders at Newlands, and I think Newlands play is a big factor. I don't know why, but it just does, because I think there were a couple of games at the Cape Town Stadium that had a decent amount of points. So I'll see what happens here. If there's a low 40s points line, 41, 42, 43, I think I'd potentially go overs um because if they trade three pointers and get that scoreboard pressure ticking over i like the overs um but as jordan said unders tries is then also a great shot because bosch is going to trade threes i have i'm confident about that so yeah i'm not going to touch the cap if i had to lean one way to be honest i'd probably just follow hanrek he seems super confident here on the stormers plus and i love back i mean stormers minus and i love backing a team which has a, a strong forward pack and a winning penalty. so yeah, I'd probably go on the storm as minus.
0: Yeah, it was leaning. So yeah, if, a, if you're a punter watching this show and you're hoping to get inspiration on this game, it's probably a case of either, you know, have a small bet or look for the unders or alternatively look for in play because there's certainly not a lot of confidence either side from the panel. We're going to move on to the next game. Now I'm just going to bring a quick banner up. It's not going to take up the whole screen. I won't keep it up for too long. But World Sports Bettings are now sponsoring the Blue Bulls, the Vodacom Bulls. They're now the official betting partners for the Bulls. So interesting one, Matt, because... South African bookmakers, it's becoming a lot more like overseas now getting more and more involved in a sponsorship. So gonna be an interesting one, that and I'm gonna start with you, Jordan, and say the hand the line here is minus nine and a half bulls at home to the Lions. Do you think the World Sports Betting Boys will be uh, cheering for a, a Bulls handicap win here? Well,
1: it's 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 certainly nicer to say than the six-gun grills cobras. So I much prefer the world sports betting bulls. Um so yeah, I think I will I think the, the world sports betting bulls uh you know they've been super strong this year and I think the pack is going to dominate the Lions. I saw the I don't think I've seen the Bulls team, but the Lions team's out. There's no Elton and it's it's you know it, it's not great. Very weak bench. They do have Tian Swanapool's boot and an altitude that's always worth some points. Um and the last obviously the last fixtures between these two teams have been relatively close, but it's hard to look at you know the the bull side um that we saw a couple of weeks ago and not see them covering this minus nine especially in pretoria um their defense is so solid and you know they've got game breakers um at 12 13 and 15. um i think verity M has moved over from the Grequiz and obviously they have got cornell Hendricks, who's in uh you know hot form so yeah i would personally take the bulls on the minus here
0: yeah i'm gonna come right in behind you there and say i like the bulls on the minus as well I'm quite happy with minus 9.5. I think they're going to put this line side away. Andy, we'll go down to you.
2: It would be great to see the the Bulls team to make a competent pick here. But i also and um, echoing the thoughts there on the minus. That Lions team looked uh, very below par, as pointed out, by the conductor when he had his first thoughts at it. But I know this is the handicap, so definitely the Bulls minus, And I don't want to uh, stray away from it again, but... Just something to note here. In the first Bulls-Lions game, I think it was at the Curry Cup, there were 10 penalties and one try. And in the second game, there were three penalties and six tries. So, you know, these teams do have a tendency to take sticks and they'll probably take it quite seriously if they took the Curry Cup seriously. So if I can get a line of six and a half tries, I'll, I'll bomb that unders.
0: Right, let's go across to Mike. Mike, your views on this one?
3: Um. So... Yeah, I've been battling to actually find that that Bulls side. I had a look at the the Lions side. Um, I don't think it's horrendous. I'm a, I'm interested to see how Fred Zellinger goes at ten. Um, he's actually made a comeback in rugby. Um, he's a he's a friend that um, I knew from school days. He was at he was at Glenwood same year as us. He had a bright career. Started off with the Sharks, went to the Cheetahs, and then and then dropped out. Now the Lions have given him a lot um, he's a great tactical player, so very good with the boot. Um, he's not as much of a running flop as you would expect. So I'm interested to see how he goes. But if, if you look at the if you look at the the side in general, um, no superstars, but quite a, okay. Maybe besides like the Milani or a score sign who can break the game open, but quite a like a, a well put together side. Um, um kind of going against the grain. I think the Bulls on the minus is golden. Um, but I do think these games are always close. And um, I find with the Lions and the Bulls and notoriously high-scoring games, uh, the Lions like to run the ball and and, um, and the Bulls will put them under pressure. And I think they will, there'll be a lot of points in the game. So I'm probably going to go overs and potentially Bulls minus. But I, I do think that Lions side is good for at least 30 points. 20, 25 to 30 points.
0: If that's the case and the Bulls hit the minus, then we're going to get plenty of points. I agree with you. I mean, I know there are the odd exceptions when these teams play, but I've seen some really entertaining games between these sides over the years. So certainly could well be looking at overs there. I think that's the Rainbow Cup action for the weekend, but still uh, some uh, rugby to get through in the second half of the show. And we've got the Heineken Champions Cup. And I'm just going to pop on and see the betting because I haven't had, had a good look at this. We've got the two matches to lose against Bordeaux. That is on Saturday. And we'll start with that one, and we're going to start with you, Mike. Toulouse minus thirteen and a half against uh, their fellow French team Bordeaux.
3: So I'm a big fan of that Toulouse team. Um, that they've just they completely stacked their world coach, um, and they've got they've got X factor across the park. Um, Bordeaux are quite a solid side, and. Um, I, I, look, it's, it's, it's a strange one because usually on a, you know, you had said to me that the crowds were, um, were back in full force. I'd probably go automatic on the, the Toulouse minus 13 and a half. I'm probably a little bit more hesitant, but I'm still going to favour the quality of Toulouse. I think that, that minus is golden um, and uh, I don't see having a problem with that, particularly if they get an early lead.
0: Yeah, and I must say, uh, Jordan, you'll know me. I, I quite like the minuses often in playoff games. You know, often people say, playoff, it's going to be tight. But I always say in a playoff game, the team that gets ahead just builds the lead. They're quite happy to take the three-pointers. They're not chasing try bonus points. So if you do like a team strong, I've got no problems taking the minus 13 and a half. I must say, I'm a bit clueless on both of these sides. Though, so I'll be guided by you guys. At the moment, I'm in Mike's camp and thinking to lose minus. Are you going to talk me out of that?
1: Um, yeah, no, I'm, to be honest... At the, in this type of fixture, French fixture, um, with plus thirteen and a defense like Bordeaux, um, I'm on the the plus. But to be honest, if, if you look at both these teams' quarterfinals to, in the Champions Cup, Toulouse's game had twenty. It had sorry, it had uh, twenty four points in the game, and sorry, basically every single point scored in the Toulouse game and the Bordeaux quarterfinal were penalties. So give me a tries line of under four and a half, five and a half. And that's where the real value is in this type of game. Bordeaux have been, uh, you know, struck with COVID. So they've had COVID for the last two or three weeks. So they they haven't played a game. Um, so that obviously favors Toulouse. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if I was to pick, I probably would lean on the Toulouse minus. But again, I think this game is just going to be... Uh, Poles from one side, poles to the other side, poles from one side. So I'd happily take um, under tries here, and I also think there's a bit of rain, rain around in the morning. So, yeah, not not one that I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. But uh, if you give me a nice tries line, I'll, I'll go under, and I'm yeah, not und- gonna put too much money on a handicap.
0: Yeah, under tries could be an option then. The other line, which not all bookmakers offer, but if you get an overs penalty, over five and a half penalties or something, it could also be. The way to go. Andy, your final thought or your thoughts to, to bring the curtain down on this game?
2: Yeah, I'm echoing the thoughts then just to put the, the numbers on the stats that Jordan was trying to get there. So Bordeaux, 24 points in their last game, all through penalties and they didn't concede a try. And Toulouse, 21 points also all through intermarks boot and didn't concede a try. So, you know, the it's definitely going to be a, a kicking affair. So in that sense, I would take the plus because... If you're just kicking poles, it's it's tough to cover plus 13. I mean, a minus 13 and a half, especially because a team that would be 13 points up, the other team would be going for the try. So I'd take the plus. But the real angle there and the real play is unders on tries. I think these teams are just going to trade sticks the whole game. And there's four hours of rain in the morning, 6.5 millimeters, and it's an early kickoff in the afternoon. So the field's going to be slippery. And, yeah, I think it's not going to be an exciting affair. But I think they are going to be a lot of penalties and that's why I'll be firmly, probably one of my strongest players in the weekend on the unders tries there.
0: Excellent. Well, the boys have clearly done their homework on this one and that's why they got such a great following on Twitter and the like there. Yeah, some good research done. Also, will certainly be looking for that unders line on tries. Uh, Andy, let's stay with you as we move to the second semi-final. It's La Rochelle up against Leicester. Uh, Leinster, should I say. Leicester, of course, are playing in the Challenge Cup. And uh, yeah, Leinster coming off a big defeat uh, to Munster. I was actually on Munster points there, double into the Crusaders points, which unfortunately just missed. But there's no doubt in my mind that Leinster's mind was was firmly on the semi final. And I see a line here of Leinster minus five and a half against La Rochelle.
2: I also um, saw that Munster Leinster game last week, and I saw that Leinster decided to basically rest their starting 15 or the usual starting 15. And you could still get Munster even after teams were announced at 2 or 2.2. Unfortunately, I didn't take it. But they went on, I think, smashed Leinster. It was the first time Leinster were kept scoreless at home for a very long time. But obviously, it wasn't the the Leinster A team. And the Leinster A team are going to be there in La Rochelle in full force this weekend. And I think 5.5 is is too short. So I I like that cap. I love La Rochelle's team with the high west. I think they've got Raymond Rule, Dylan Lades. It's a great team. Um, but I think Leinster are going to be two clinical champions, or not last year, but have been champions of Europe many a time. And I think they'll clear the five and a half points here quite easily. Yeah,
0: Sean Nicholas coming in there, Leinster minus five and a half. He, of course, coined the phrase golden on Twitter and on the Good for the Game forum. And Sean reckons Leinster minus five and a half is golden. Mike, are you in the Leinster camp?
3: Firmly, um, not just because I've... Of- uh, got an Irish passport, but uh, I really like Leinster when it comes to knockout rugby. Um, I think the cream always rises to the top. And that lower-ish team, I've thoroughly enjoyed watching them play. Um, I love the speed that Caballo uh, creates at the breakdown. Um, and they've got some exciting backs and one or two nice big uh, carriers in the forward pack. Um, however, I must say, um, Leinster are just, they manage the game so well in knockout rugby. And um yeah, I was fortunate enough to catch him when they were when they were weak last week on that. I think I got fourteen to ten on Munster. I was very stoked. Fired as much as I possibly could at that, but um Leinster to bounce back and um and yeah, win the knockouts, yeah.
0: Right, Leinster minus five and a half, Jordan. Are you gonna make it a full house all four of us on Leinster?
1: Yeah, full house, Brent. Um nothing too much more to add, to be honest. Um I like LaRochelle's team, love Dylan Lads. Can't believe Raymond Rules starting for one of the best defensive French teams, but maybe it shows that he's he's improved his defense. Um, but yeah, I just think Lance are a bit too professional, and I can't not see them getting getting the job done.
0: Yeah, I must say Raymond Rules it's on him as well. I, I hadn't really watched much of him, and then I watched him. I think in the quarterfinal match, and absolutely blown away by how much he's improved because I never really rated him when he when he played in South Africa, but. I do think uh, and and credit to the likes of uh, ronan ogara and that there that obviously been wonders with the coaching staff. but firmly in the lens camp boys there's also a couple of challenge cup matches taking place so we'll run through those now as well and jordan we'll stay with you the first game is leicester up against ulster and here i'm just popping onto world sports betting site to have a look at the betting we've got the home team leicester here underdogs at plus four and a half
1: i think this game's going to be a cracker actually um tigers have been in really good form um and yeah, they've got a, a really good front row, English front row, um, and then they've got a really scary back row with some big South Africans like Henry Liebenberg and Jasper Visser, and then they've got George Ford at 10. So they've got a really well-balanced side, um, and they're strong at home. I think they, they've won eight out of their last 10 at home, but I think what's 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 going to be tough for them is they've played a lot of games in a row. They haven't had a break, and they've generally kept you know the sta- the same starting 15. So... I hope for their sake that they can keep up the momentum because um, their defense has been really good as long as they don't have uh, someone getting a silly red card. Um, no names, but back. van um, <laughs> yeah. Ulster, on the other hand, like I, they hold a special place in my heart just because I really like the way they, they play. Um, but they've had a few weeks off, and last week they were a bit off-color against Connacht, um, actually losing that game. But, uh, yes, yeah, so I think they're missing Marcel Kutzia. Um, but they, they do have McCloskey and Stockdale back. And, uh, yeah, I think they'll, they'll target their line-out drive, which is a, a weapon for them. So, look, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I'd probably take Tigers plus 4.5 if I had a gun to my head. But um, I see there's a points line-out of about 46, um, which I think is well set. Um, but maybe look at something like an Ulster try-handicap um, just because I think Ty- Tigers and George Ford will will kick their threes, but it's not a game I'm going to get too involved in. But I think it will be a good game of rugby to watch.
0: Yeah, I must. I've been very impressed with some of the Northern Hemisphere game. Great entertainment. Mike, what do you make of this one?
3: So this is actually one of my bets of the weekend, um, and yeah, I just my my take on on Leicester over the past couple of years. They, it's like buying a new Range Rover with 10,000 Ks on the clock, but there's something wrong with the engine and it just won't run. Because that lineup, if you look at the, if you look at them on paper, they they are outstanding on paper, but they just don't seem to put it together on the field. Um, I think they've got mixed management when it comes to game plans, um, and George Ford sort of not as much as our, you know, he's he's been through form before, and I think he's a good player. He's just not going to manage the game. Um, as well as, uh, not, not necessarily Billy Burns, but John Cooney for me is the key for Ulster. I think he's going to pull the strings. And um, if I look at that Ulster forward pack, it's so solid. Um, and then you've got McCluskey running very hard lines. And I think Stockdale is going to join the line a few times. Um, he's going to show a bit of pace there. And I, I think they'll be found wanting. So I'm very hard on this minus. It's one of my bets of the weekend. And I might even take a a, a total points. I I haven't seen the line yet, but a total points for Ulster. Uh, I'm waiting for the line to come out because I think they're going to score a few.
0: Yeah, one of the guys on the live chat can work that out for us. But it will be more or less because we've got 46.5 as uh, the points line. But Andy, let's get your views on this game.
2: I'm echoing those thoughts. I think uh, Ulster are going to be too strong for targets here. Tigers, after beating Falcons in the Challenge Cup and qualifying for the next round, I was almost sure they're going to rest against Bath. And then I worked it out that it was actually quite an important game since those two other ones fighting for those Champions Cup slots in the Premiership. And then after playing full strength against Bath, I thought they were going to rest their next game, which I think was against Saints last weekend. And they didn't. So I think Tigers maybe left a bit tied here. And. Ulster, if they go a try two up, I think that we ought to run away with it in the second half. So I like that minus four and a half or minus five and a half. And I'm also going to take the Ulster minus 0.5 try handicap.
0: Right. Well, let's stay with you for the second semi final. It's Bath against Montpellier. And I see you on World Sports betting minus seven and a half Bath.
2: So, yeah, just to comment on this game, I saw that Ben Obano prop for Bath is banned after his. Uh, high tackle last weekend, and she still... A lot of red cards happening. I don't know if you saw the Andre Estes in one, but he grabbed someone by the collar and just, you know, gave him a little shuffle and his fist caught the jaw on the way back. And red card and banned for a couple weeks as well. It's just... Yeah, it's almost getting a bit too much, but obviously player safety is important. But anyway, um, yeah, Montpellier plus seven and a half for me. Reynach, uh, Lazalski, it's enough for me. I know they haven't played in a very long time because of COVID, but I read that they've been playing some warm-up games. So they're going to be match fit. Um, so obviously not a real game, but training games. And the other thing is Orlando Bailey's going to be at 10 for Bath just because I think Priestland and uh, Skumman and all the fly-off injuries might Although it's a good thing that he's not there for Bath. But they're all injured and Orlando Bailey's going to be there. And Orlando Bailey's, you know, he's not bad, but he's young. And I think the pressure's going to be a bit too much for him in the semi-final and, yeah, I'm going to take Montpellier plus seven and
0: a half. Right, Montpellier plus seven and a half. Jordan, you echoing son of a pante?
2: No, I'm actually, I, I think
1: Bath will will do the job on Montpellier. Um, even without Abano, Um Montpellier haven't played rugby for three weeks because of uh, COVID in top 14. Um, and I think Bath have been playing some really good rugby. And even with Bailey at 10, I think Bath have a good enough... Uh, team particularly in the back row uh to yeah cover this cap against Montpellier and send them packing.
0: Right, interesting. So we got a split uh, we got the father and the Son going against each other here. Mark, <laughs> you're the tiebreaker on this one.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with I think it's is it the sun? Sorry, my I can't see uh um but uh, yeah for me uh definitely Montpellier on the plus. Um uh I think I haven't actually even looked at the sides to be dead honest with you. This is one game I didn't really look at the the starting fifth. But I just think, um, in a well, in a um, in a game like this, I think Montpellier's patch is going to be too strong for Bath, and they haven't particularly impressed me throughout the season on games I've watched of theirs. Um, as you said, you mentioned, they're missing a few key players. So I think that's key to. And I think the. The weather, if I remember correctly, it's a little bit wet underfoot. And that's always going to suit your French sides um, because they've got those big ball carriers in the the pack. And I think, um, yeah, I think for me, Montpellier Plus is is the one to go.
0: Right, Montpellier Plus, two to one there. And that's the second semi-final of the Challenge Cup. We've just got a bit of Varsity Cup to talk about now. I'm not going to run through each of the games, but I know all three of these guys... Do enjoy their varsity cup and uh, the son of a punt boys have been particularly um, well sharp at picking up the early value in some of the some of the games this week. Now there is a few fixtures tomorrow so Jordan let me start with you on the varsity cup. You guys got anything for the punters on the varsity cup tomorrow? Anything that stands out like the Vits Handicap did earlier this week?
1: Yeah Brent, I think WSB came out yesterday with some horrendous lines. Um, they had CUT plus 29 against Martis. They had Vitz plus sixteen against Picker. Um yeah. So th- those were two of the the shocking lines. You you would think one of their traders, their traders don't watch Varsity Cup. But anyway, um, so I'm just gonna quickly, I'll run through quickly just all uh, of the games. And just I just want to
0: stop day. you there for one second. Hilton Hassan, I know him very well, good mate of mine. I hope you're not the guy pricing up on Varsity Cup. <laughs> Carry on, Jordan.
1: <laughs> um, yeah so I mean credit to them they, they, they come out first and, yeah, if they come
0: out first I'll give them credit for that as well
1: longer, so, yeah credit to them for that um, anyway so yeah, I'll quickly just run through the games the first one CUT Marties um, CUT played a complete B team against UCT and got murdered but UCT are a really well rounded side and we're playing their strongest side whereas Martys went full strength against Pucker, so there's a chance that they may rest some of their guys for CUT, while CUT will go full strength um, against Marty's. So yeah, CUT on the plus for me, I think it's a pretty good bet. I think Marty's have been pretty poor. I would have much preferred it at plus 29, but at plus 17 or 18, I'll still take it. UWC, UJ, UWC have been the one team that have always, you know, I've gotten wrong. Um, They seem to be quite a fit team under Paul True, um, while UJ are just kind of mediocre um, so I won't be surprised if UWC win this game, but I think it's relatively well priced, but I would take a UWC plus if uh, if asked. Then Medibas versus Shimlas is a bit of a basement battle. Um, Shimlas and Madibas both played cB teams last game, so they will go strong um, for this game coming up. Um, it's just t- it's tough, tough to trust the Madibas because they're the EP elephants um, you know uh, unwanted uh, stepchild. Uh, so, yeah, So, sorry, so I'm trying to con- uh, quote Conductor here. But anyway, um, it's, it's hard not to back Graeblum, ex Bloom third-team players in, in the Shimlas team to to take care of uh, Medivas. So I'd say the Shimlas minus seven is pretty good. Um, then UCT-Tucks, that's top-of-the-table clash. Obviously, UCT have been really good. Um, Tucks have also been good, especially on defense. Um, this is the type of game that if you gave me a points line... I'd be all over and unders, but the, the market is tax plus 8.5, and I think that's way too high for a game that probably should be a choice game. Um, so, yeah, I th- I'm, I'm quite confident on tax plus 8. And then the final game is Pucker Witz. Pucker are okay. They've got a good scrum, but Vitz have constant bekeling and a lot of heart, and I think they've been on the wrong side of a few close Ls, so I'll be backing the Witzies again on plus 10 um, against Pucker and on the board.
0: Right, excellent. Vitz, uh yeah, they certainly had four very hard fixtures to start with. And I've also been following them, had a couple of plus bets on them as well, which have arrived even when they have lost games. Andy, anything to add to Jordan's comments there?
2: I think Jordan covered most bases. So just CET versus Marty's. I would have loved that 29.5. And, a half, and I, know I, I think I just have remorse of not being able to take it. Well, not remorse, but envy of not being able to take it. So I don't think I'm going to touch the plus 18.5, although it's probably the right play. UWC versus UJ, I'm not going to touch, nor would I for Mendeva's Shimlas. But Tux plus 8.5 is another bet that I'm going to take. As Jordan said, this is a a choice game. So being able to get what would normally be a a converted try, but you never know in the varsity cup with those seven-point tries. But anyway, I think uh, it's too much. So Tux plus is also one I'm going to take. And then the final one that I have already taken is a Vits plus. As you said, Brent, they played the three hardest teams in the tournament, which they were expected to lose to, and they lost. And then they played CUT, where they blundered about 10 chances, and they ended up losing as well. So I think after losing those four games, the bookies are like, okay, we're going to um, price them up horrendously for their next games. And they did exactly that, which we managed to capitalize on. And I think this is also another mistake. So that's plus 10.5, very confident on. Animals I'm going to take half a unit on the, on the board.
0: Right, nice. So we've got the bits and Ticks pluses that are looking good there. Uh, Mike, I'm going to come to you, but just before I come to you, just to mention to Henrik that my beer is now well and truly done on the show. Uh, Mike, what are your thoughts on the Varsity Cup?
3: Well, what are your thoughts on a, on a vodka next up, Brent?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I'm eating the Sun City Shabin after this more than likely. My wife's okay. going to drag me there.
3: Sound, that sounds good. <laughs> Listen, so for me, I'm not going to ramble on you. I'll go CUT uh, plus. Uh, I don't like that Marty side. Um, I'll go, um, quite frankly, WC as well. I might even just go out right there. Madiba will stay out. Um, Tucks on the bus. And um, I'll probably go bits plus. Quite, uh, quite confident on the bits plus. But for me, the two best there are CUT and bits
0: CUT and VITS, so we've got alignment there certainly on Vitz, guys. That brings us to the end of the show. We've run through the rugby nice and quickly, considering we had three guests being able to get through in just under 50 minutes. One thing left to do, of course, though, is to go with the best bets. And just to mention, the best bet new that we send out uh, tomorrow, we did hit get back on the winning trail last week, but it'll only be out later. I'll send that out when I'm back from Sun City, that'll be later in the afternoon. So it won't cover the early game but we've got all the rest of the weekends rugby to look forward to and there's a link to subscribe in the subscription box below but let's go through the best bets and mike i'm going to stick with you give us your best bets for the weekend please
3: so all my best bets are are based in in, in Ireland. um that ulster minus for me is one of the best of the weekend um and then as as a bit of value just to add to that um look for a look for a rob herring um first try scorer. Um 'cause because i think i'm also going to look to to use them all of theirs and um Herring's quite good in the loose as well so you you've got a bit of a shout on both sides and um my other best bet of the weekend was leinster leinster on the minus those were my two so yeah that's 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 good enough for me
0: right and let's go up to jordan get his best bet
1: um well i'll give one in in the student sphere so I'm going to go with Vitsi's plus, plus 10. They've been good to me. Um, so I'm going to continue going with them. But um, I try to tell myself, you know, you can't trust students with too much of your money um, because they've probably got alcohol on their mind. So uh, thinking non-students uh, and professional rugby players here, I like Hurricanes um, to to cover the cap, yeah. And to be honest, now that I'm... Uh, Leinster is also growing on me, but... I'm going to go with Hurricanes and uh, Bits.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Quite strong one as well. And I, I like Hurricanes as well. But Andy, finish it off for us with your best bet.
2: Well, Brent, I'll tell you what certainly wasn't the best bet and it was Arsenal to, to make it through the Europa League. I just saw Chris Rose comment in the chat and check the score and we 2 no down. So I'm also going to be drowning <laughs> my sorrows in a, in a vodka straight after this whilst I watch the second half. But yeah, going to the the weekends rugby. Um, normally, Jordan and I always align on our on our best bets. Um, so I'm also on the Vits Plus as my best bet, and then in the 50, the the men's should I say the Hurricanes minus followed closely by the leinster minus.
0: Excellent, gents. Thanks very much. Thanks for all of you for coming on the show. Also, thanks to the guys in the live chat for your great contributions. There's always some good bets coming out of there, and certainly some witty chips. Mike, uh, great to have you back on the show and have a, have a good weekend.
3: 100%. Thanks, Brent. Same to you. Go well on the roulette
2: table.
0: <laughs> Thanks very much, man. Andy, hope Arsenal could pull it out the fire for you. Hope you have a good one and we'll be shouting those vitsies home.
2: Cheers. Thanks, Brent. Put some Excellent. money on 35 for me.
0: 35. Gee, that's a funny number. You know, I play a lot of roulette in my time. I've never known anyone to play 35. I'm a 29 in the neighbor's man and a zero in the neighbor's man. Those are oh. my, my big numbers. <laughs> Excellent. And Jordan, thanks a lot, man. Hope there's a couple more calls lights waiting for you and uh, have a cracker.
1: Thanks, brains. Good to be back. Keep well.
0: Excellent. Thanks, guys. And thanks to Sean Nicholas. Uh, Golden stuff, Sean. I look forward to chatting to you soon as well. Thanks, everyone.